have entered the Muni Matrix. Please welcome your hosts, Matthew Gerstenfeld and Michael Lieberman, co-founders of MuniChain. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Muni Matrix. Today we are joined by Patrick Duffner, Head of Business Development for IMTC. But before we dive in, first a quick disclaimer. The Muni Matrix is for informational purposes only. Any opinions expressed on this episode should not be relied upon for investment purposes. Your use of the information is at your sole risk. Good morning, Pat. Thank you for joining us today. How's it going? Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Mike. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, so we're really happy to have you on our Matrix episode number four here. You know, we always like to, you know, let our guests introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about their time in Muni's. So it's all you. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I've been in fixed income, I would say, my whole career. Um, so started on supporting a trading desk, then moving to a trading desk. And um, while on the trading desk, where I was mostly focused on on taxable, on taxable side, um, definitely started looking at and, and getting involved with Muni's as far as, in, as far as sales and trading goes. And then from there, I, I left um, the investment bank and moved over to the, the private bank at JP Morgan. And that's where I was focused on managing high net worth individuals. And that's where I really got into focusing on, on the fixed income side of their balance sheet for the, these high net worth individuals. And obviously that, that, that lends to, to Muni and Muni portfolios and bond ladders and things like that. Um, after, uh, after kind of seeing some of the, the issues in managing these, these Muni bonds and Muni bond portfolios, that's when I, I saw this company that was focusing on trying to help uh, portfolio managers and fixed income teams manage um, municipal bonds, but also taxable bond, taxable bond portfolios. So, you know, think about SMAs or individual bond portfolios. That's where uh, I'm really focused right now. And that, that lends it to being a lot of Muni's. That's awesome. So we could hear that you have a very holistic background. Would you be able to go a little more in detail about what you're currently working on and tell us a little bit more about IMTC? Yeah, definitely. Um, so at IMTC, you know, right now in the market, uh, most people managing um, fixed income portfolios for, for retail and, and institutional SMAs, which will, would be muni portfolios for, for a lot of the retail accounts, um, they're primarily using uh, a calculator of sorts, a, a software that, that calculates um, bond analytics for them, and then they they go into Excel. And you're not I, you're not you're not talking about the Monroe calculator, I hope, Pat. No, no, All no. Right. No, I'm just talking about. I think right now, what what is software in the space? Um, it's it's something that provides analytics to somebody who then exports that to Excel and goes about their day. Um, and what IMTC is trying to do is, hey, we're not just a, an analytics provider. We're also we're also going to help you throughout the entire workflow of managing and investing um, all the different individual bond portfolios for all those different uh, end clients, be it uh, an institution that you know has you know, a short duration mandate or a high net worth individual in the state of New York who wants to you know have a good income screen, stream that's uh, tax efficient. Got it. So 
you know, at face value here, you know, what are, what are your clients really giving you in terms of feedback from a benefit perspective, right? So if we were to model how they normally generated uh, these models and ladder their portfolio prior to using IMTC, what is the biggest benefit currently offered now that your clients are recognizing and share with you? I think it's being able to, to offer a white glove service to their clients, but to do that at scale. So I think a lot of the people try and hammer someone into a portfolio um, and then try and what they look to do is manage the same portfolio a thousand times. Um, but that's just not how uh, the end client is, is looking to have their bond portfolio managed. They have their own unique goals that they want the their fixed income portfolio to reflect. So I think what IMTC is trying to do, I think what we're getting good feedback on is the ability to not only scale and do this with, with less resources, but also um, to offer some customization to their end clients. So they're, they're obviously giving a, a better experience to them and tailoring their portfolios immediately to what they're looking for. Gotcha. I mean, look, it's been quite the year uh, for munis, right? You've seen yields climb, especially in the belly of the curve from about 1% at the beginning of the year to now about 250 or so. How has this impacted folks in regards to managing portfolios effectively as rates just continue to climb? Right. So I think it's, it's led to a lot of people looking at fixed income again. I mean, when you think about the, the retail investor, fixed income has has kind of been something that's in your portfolio, but it's been slowly going down as far as the asset allocation um, overall. I think right now we're seeing more people look back to to investing and, and more long-term investing in fixed income because it, it is going to be a good source of income now because of the higher yields. But to your point, um, there's a lot of clients who have to, have are showing unrealized losses on their portfolios. Um, so one thing that IMTC does very well is to be able to recommend both buys and sells at the same time. So we're seeing a lot of people leverage the platform to do tax loss harvesting, which obviously this is a, a good year to have to do it um, as there's a lot of opportunities for it. So here in the Muni Matrix, we love to focus on technology. Mm -hmm. um, let's rewind back to when you were on the buy side. Is there any technology that exists today, uh, whether it be with IMTC or another company that you wish you had back then? I think I, I left because I saw the benefit of IMTC. Um, there are There is good technology in the space, um, but it's not always focused on the SMA manager. I think... Um, you know, some, so a fixed income portfolio management solution that actually focuses on um, make, taking action at scale across multiple portfolios at once is, is unique. And so that's that's why I, I left uh, JP Morgan for IMTC. So, yeah, I think um, I kind of put my money where my mouth is, if you want to call it that. That's great. I mean, look, here in the market, uh, you know, uh, from my perspective, munis are inherently glacial, right? There's almost a herd mentality behind adopting new technology. So I really want to switch gears here and 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 you know take the perspective in a more forward-looking approach. So how do you see technology now and what's being built impacting portfolio management? Let's say over the next five years or so. Right. I think you know just looking at ourselves, but also looking at some of our our partners in the space. I think what you're going to get is a lot of customization to the end client with the best ideas of the portfolio manager and the fixed income team 
reflected in those portfolios. So what we're seeing and what we're, we're uh, doing going forward is we're, we're marrying both credit research, the live inventory, the client's uh, requests, and the, the fixed income team's best ideas all into the platform, all in one platform. So you'll be able to um, you know, look at relative value, look at what uh, what credit looks look, look strong today, all in the context of getting your portfolios invested and and executed on all in the same the same system. So I think a lot of people are trying to go from fragmented all into one platform and and new technologies allowing that just the the, the flexibility of of having these new integrations. Well said, Pat. I mean, obviously you probably hear mixed, you know, feedback from all of your accounts, but I wanted to just ask you head on what's the biggest challenge you're facing right now in your role of developing new technology and how are you guys going about making it better, enhancing it and listening to the perspectives of folks all across the market? Right. Well, I think we're lucky to have a, a good client base and a lot of our earlier adapters were, were on board with, with the fact that they're going to give us feedback. So 80% of what is happening in the tool comes directly from client feedback and directly from, from going through the different workflows. So as we get, I mean, that a lot of our clients are, are being taken off of Excel. So Excel is limited in, in a lot of ways, but it also offers total flexibility. So what we're doing is we need to offer all of the great tools and, and be able to do it at scale, but with every piece of flexibility that, that an Excel sheet has. And so that's what uh, we keep seeing as the request is if you can control all the inputs then the outputs are going to make sense. And so it's just being, you know, listening to your clients, working with them, finding the, the best way to, to solve their problems. And I think, uh, you know, we're lucky to work with some really strong clients who, who can make those, those good suggestions. You know, it's funny you mentioned Excel. I'm pretty sure that's the main driver of Advil sales across the United States. So <laughs> I'm glad to hear that you guys offer a solution that, uh, enables folks to be less um, glued to the uh, Excel workbook, even though it is right. quite effective. I could see how it could be time consuming, which leads me into my next question of what is the most time consuming aspect currently across the board for these portfolio managers? Well, I just, I think the entire workflow of, of managing multiple different bond portfolios with different mandates and different rules, it's, it's challenging. And so I think what a lot of people are doing is they try and find one bond with a lot of size in it and try and allocate it to as many portfolios as possible. Um, that's just not the the optimal uh, portfolio positioning for a lot of their end clients. So I think we hear a lot about best execution, but we don't really hear a lot about you know you know the, the, the doing the trade that that best reflects the client and and the portfolio manager's desires. So I think what we're seeing is. You know, we all we obviously still want to focus on be, doing best X, but also on the actual positioning of the portfolios and ensuring that um, we're reflecting the, the best ideas of, of the team and, and then the client. So I'm sure you're aware about Florida pulling $2 billion from BlackRock recently, uh, protesting ESG. Have you been hearing this from any of your clients and how has this been uh, trickling down to you and affecting what you guys are doing? Definitely. I think uh, there's a lot of clients who are a lot of our clients, actually, who 
are focused on ESG and, and they're doing it in, in a really strong way. I think there's still some, some data limitations, but some of our partners are, are looking to solve that. So I don't see, I don't see it being fully streamlined yet and reflected in every single portfolio. But um, I, I think in the next three to five years, we'll see more of a, a shift to ESG, but um, it's definitely on people's minds and it's it's being used in client portfolios, but it's just having the, the correct data to really be able to, to share all of the good things that they're doing. Um, no, that was great. And so in your opinion, what do you think about ESG and how do you feel like it's going to be impacting future investors? Do you see it being a little bit more prominent? Definitely. And I think it comes back to, um, I think I think a lot of times when you look at a high net worth individual who, who talks to their advisor, they, they, they are very much, they have a lot of input on, on the equity side of the, of the balance sheet, because that's what they kind of know and understand. They don't have much of a say on the fixed income side, because it's not really offered to them. I think that's going to change over the next, uh, I mean, we're, I'm seeing the change today. So, you know, tools that are out there like IMTC that give you the ability to to reflect the the client's needs and your best thinking is what's going to change to be able to incorporate ESG more easily. So I think I think the end client is going to want to reflect their you know their uh, thoughts and ideas and kind of how they want um, ESG to be a factor in their portfolios. But now the, the, their advisor and their fixed income team's advisor is going to be able to actually act on that and, and reflect it in their portfolio. Uh, it's great stuff, Pat. So we always like to, you know, give a little background color of our guests. Uh, and we, we would love to know when you're not involved with muties, what do you do for fun outside of work? Right, right. So I got two kids and a, and a third one coming in March. So I think that that takes up a lot of my time. Um, but, but we also have a pretty good team over here. So I think, you know, we, we try and do some, some offsites, which, which include, um, you know, some hiking and, and things like that. So I like to be outside. I like to be active, but you know, a lot of the time is, is spent with the family, which is, is all good. Um, so our next question is, is there anything on your mind recently that you've been thinking about that you want to share with our listeners? Um, I, I think that's a good, a good question. And, um, let me, let me think about it for, for a little bit, but, um, what I would say is, you know, when people are looking in investing in fixed income, I think the people, uh, I'm sure a lot of the people listening to your podcast are going to fall into that. I think they need to be uh, accepting of change. And I think people need to start looking at the way they're doing it today and really question it. And if it's the, if it's the best way of doing it and is, and is it going to be the best way of doing it three years from now, five years from now? And if not, what are you doing to change that? And I think, uh, you know, a lot of the muni space specifically in order for it to get better, I think uh, a lot of the buy side needs to think about what is the best way to handle this. I know, you know, you might be kind of in a, tight spot right now, but you, I think you need to look to the future, not just to what you're doing right now. Oh, well said, Pat. What do you think is the main inhibitor of folks adopting to newer technologies or 
more efficient workflows? Do you think it's an inherent reluctance of job consolidation? Is it uh, lack of being you know comfortable with more modern technologies, as you mentioned recently? What what's driving it? I think you know I think a lot of people um, in the industry have been burned by technology at some point in time. So um, there's just a lot of hesitation to adopt new technology because they've tried it in the past and it didn't work. And I think that's a, that's fair. But in addition to that, I think there's a lot of people out there who are um, complacent with what they currently have because they trust it. So I think uh, you know, you're dealing with people who are in the fixed income space who, who are able to detect um, BS pretty easily. And I think it's it's hard to get them to move when a, a lot of what they're doing is embedded into an older software and it, it feels daunting to to move off of that. And there's potentially a time in their past that they've been burned by by trying to move off of the old software. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. We've definitely encountered that with people having that reluctance to take that leap of faith and try to use new technology. Uh, and honestly, to me, it really just seems like it's what the market needs. It really is ready for that technological revolution to come and make everyone a lot more efficient with what they're doing. Uh, so what can people expect from IMTC next? Is there anything exciting in the pipeline right now that you guys are working on? Yeah, so I think the, the main thing that IMTC, the, the main differentiator is our is our optimization engine. So the optimization engine is is really... You, the, the user controls all the inputs and therefore the outputs, which are recommendable buy and sell um, on a QCIP level is, is going to be available to them. So what we're, we continuously are looking to do is to improve th this optimization by bringing in new factors. So, so bringing in more, more credit research, bringing in more um, available inventory into our platform so they can, they can act more quickly, but also more effectively. Um, so I think just just being able to kind of do this more custom and direct indexing is where I think we're really moving this this forward. So I think we're kind of going from ladders to to kind of more model portfolios and composites. And I think soon we're getting more and more clients. We're going to start doing this direct and custom indexing, which we're really excited about. No, that all sounds great. I mean, at, at face value, it seems that you all have been able to really streamline these investment workflows. And look, automation at some point in time is extremely beneficial for folks all across the board. So we very much appreciate your your approach of not only driving solutions for folks to make better decisions, but also saving them time, right? And that's something at MuniChain that we're striving to do as well. So with that being said, Pat, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on our episode today. And we wish you the best of luck moving ahead. And congratulations on expecting your third child yeah absolutely matt mike thanks so much it was, it was a lot of fun thanks for listening to this episode of the muni matrix by muni chain to be a guest or recommend a topic please contact the muni matrix at munichain.com stay tuned for another episode